Welcome to Gravedigger Radio Podcast, broadcasting live from the afterlife. Welcome to Gravedigger Radio. Alright guys, we've got a special episode for you today focusing on listener accounts. And we have a special guest in the studio, our friend Mike, sharing some of his own personal accounts with the creepy, unexplained, and paranormal. Nice. We also have a really good story sent in from a listener. And uh, for those of you out there, if you have a nice little story that you'd like to share with us, you can send it to our email address or just through the Facebook page. Just if you wouldn't mind, write us up a brief synopsis of your encounter, your experience, and we'll uh, read it out on the airwaves for you. And before we get going... I want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Skullface Records Radio. Just want to plug them for a little bit. They put out some amazing content, and they're really what helped get us our start with this podcast. Also, some exciting news we want to share with you guys. We've also been picked up by iHeartRadio. So you can find us on there and listen to us, you know, whenever. Are we highfalutin? I, we're getting there, man. <laughs> you have arrived. I also want to mention um, our good buddy, Patreon backer, Anthony J. from Houston, Texas who mailed us a wonderful five-channel mixer, so if our audio is sounding hopefully better, um, it's all thanks to Anthony down in Texas. Yes, thank you very much, Anthony. We really do appreciate it. And speaking of Patreon, if you like what we're doing here at Gravedigger Radio and you want to help us keep doing it, head over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Gravedigger Radio. But if you don't like the idea of a monthly subscription or you don't want to deal with Patreon, you can also find us now on Buy Me a Coffee. We're under there under www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash gravedigger. All right, Jason, so you said you got an email here for us, man. What we got? Uh, yeah, this one came um, to us through our Facebook page from a listener named Stacy, and she lives down in the great state of South Carolina, and um, I'll do a brief recap of her experience. Um, she wrote to us to say that um, back when she was around 20, she and a friend at the time were riding in their Camaro, down to Clemson to pick up some hairless rats. Some hairless rats? Uh, apparently that's a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, and they were traveling um, on Halloween night. So they thought this would be a cooler road trip, heading down to Clemson to get these rats. Because when I think of Halloween night celebrations, I'm getting me some hairless rats. That's not what you do on Halloween? I, you know, who am I to judge though, right? No, I'm strictly haired rats. I feed all the little hairless rats that come around my neighborhood with you know, Snickers bars and stuff. But That's really a weird way to refer to children. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know where I live. <laughs> anyway, um, so they were heading down this highway, which normally, I guess, was a pretty major highway, um, but they didn't see as many cars and things as they expected to. And at one point, their cell phones lost signal. So they got lost, and they decided to pull into a Walmart. And the Walmart appeared to be very empty, which they thought was odd. I mean, Walmarts, you know, they're always open 24-7. Especially and, in the South, yeah. Right. And um, in that Walmart parking lot, they found a payphone, which they also thought was odd because, I mean, how many of those do you see around now? I can't think of where I could find a payphone right now. A relic from a bygone era. Yeah. They, they thought that was weird, but whatever. Maybe it was just some backwoods Walmart they'd stumbled into. So they went in to get some change, tried to use a payphone, um, but the attendant at the Walmart gas station was nowhere to be found. So they thought, well, screw it. We'll just keep on going down the road. Maybe we'll pick up a signal eventually or maybe find somewhere else to pull off and make a call. So they drove on. They said it was about three minutes later where they passed the exact same Walmart. But this time, the payphone wasn't in service, and their signal was back, and there was plenty of people around. So they were totally, like, weirded out by, well, how did that all turn around so quickly in, like, a matter of minutes? And, you know, this was a Walmart they thought they'd left in their rearview mirror. 
And it's not like there's Starbucks where like one's on every corner and you're just going to pop up to another one like three minutes away. Right. So being the inquisitive type, I, I assume, Stacy, they turned around to go see, you know, what's up? So let's go back and let's find that other Walmart because it doesn't add up. So they turned around and went back and they couldn't find it again. And I'm assuming they were on the same highway and went back to find the weird Walmart, never could find it, and kind of, I guess, just went back on their way not asking any more questions. All right. So we've got a, a phantom phone booth, a phantom Walmart. Yeah, an out-of-time Walmart or some kind of time looper maybe they drove through on Halloween night when the veil is thin between our world and the next. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love those kinds of things, though. I mean, it's, it's truly fascinating, just the way that perception and, and the way time works. And, you know, I want to believe in these kinds of things. That sometimes, you know, you talk about the theories of, like, multiple dimensions, and sometimes the veil's thin and things pop in and pop out. And, and who yeah. knows, maybe an entire Walmart came, <laughs> came through the void. To pop in right there or to overlap the previous existence of the Walmart. Wow, a Hawking Radiation Walmart. I don't know what that means, but yeah. it sounds cool. Mike, what is a Hawking Radiation Walmart? So everything that, that you said a moment ago about things popping in and out of existence, uh -huh. um, you know, we, we barely have a grasp of quantum realities as, as it stands right I now. I can't but, even spell that. <laughs> uh, Stephen Hawking, that's he's going down in history for discovering the theory of Hawking radiation in which we're, we're fairly sure that subatomic particles zip into our existence in pairs and annihilate one another on a consistent basis all around us. We can't see them. However, at the event horizon of a black hole, it is possible that these pairs uh, generate, one of them falls into the event horizon of the black hole and the other one escapes. Therefore, uh, Kip Thorne and he had this long time argument over whether or not information can be destroyed and so the the story goes basically they went back and forth on this that information can never be destroyed or it can be destroyed but it must fall into a singularity of a black hole blah 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 so that's where you get the theory that that it is possible that that walmart popped into existence and so, popped out so from what you're saying here i could essentially be my own body double and i would never know it i could be a, a different zach from a different dimension there and is, destroyed my, my own evil twin. There is very little that falls outside the realm of possibility when you start talking about quantum physics. If you're talking about Walmarts being swallowed into black holes, I'm all for it. <laughs> I tell you, man, every time I go into one, I feel like I need a shower when I, I come know, out. The prices are so good, man. <laughs> so, so you're thinking that she saw basically a, a clone of Walmart or a different dimensions Walmart come in and, and destroy the other one for a brief second and then it blipped out and the other walmart came back or that they they find themselves in some type of electronic fog or you know there are lots of quacky theories about how that how that works and you know who knows well it's food for thought i like to um hear these stories and even though sometimes i play the skeptic on the podcast um i would never go so far as to discount someone's personal experience you know whatever happened to stacy that that sounds really cool and i kind of wish i'd been there i mean just the fact of, of seeing a phone booth I mean, that, <laughs> that's its own special event Where nowadays. Where does Superman change clothes nowadays? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, maybe that's why we don't see Superman anymore, because he can't change clothes anywhere, and he's yeah. just forever stuck as Clark Kent. Sad times. Okay, so um, the person that we will refer to anonymously as Mike. <laughs> special guest Mike. He, he approached the show about some experiences he had um, growing up in, what, a county? Anderson County It's like two counties west of where we are currently located, right? Yeah, just the other side of Versailles. Yeah, kind of halfway between here and Frankfurt, which is the state capital. It's not Louisville, people. It's Frankfurt. I'm actually always amazed by how many people think Louisville is the capital. What a terrible Kentucky. representative of our, of our state if Louisville were the capital. Right. Or the people, you can always tell who's from Kentucky and who's not by how they pronounce Louisville. If they say it 
Louisville. Not from Kentucky. If you say it like you got a mouthful of marbles and liver, also we referred to counties. Is that not a thing? Yeah, where are you from? You would answer by county. Whitley County. Yeah, you answer by county. Whitley County. Do do people from other places not refer to where they're from by county? They would say the city in general, wouldn't they? Well, city folks will say I'm from Lexington. I think it's a southern thing. Country folks will say I'm from Woodford County. Yeah. Huh. Learn something new on the podcast today. Because they're from the county. All right, I mean, it makes sense. I'll say I'm from Winchester. I'm saying I'm from Clark County. I'm four miles outside of Winchester on the Madison County line, Boonesboro. See, but I'll say I'm from Georgetown. If somebody asks me. Because you're a shitty slicker. Apparently. Georgetown's kind of cosmopolitan. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You're on the interstate. You don't count. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry we're not out there all slinging meth in Clark County. (laughs) That was after I was gone. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. So, Mike, what do you got for us, man? So I brought uh, three little pieces with me tonight. Now I have to I have to tell you the the first two that I'll tell you pure hearsay. These did not happen to me personally, but these are some famous stories from um, the place that I grew up. Uh, the the town that is the county seat of Anderson County is Lawrenceburg. Anderson County after when when the three of us got together as buddies over drinks and we're talking about hey we got to do a podcast on creepy stories and you know, so we we agreed to get together tonight to do this and. I just happen to be from a county in Kentucky out of the 120 counties that are here. We have a lot of freaking counties. We It's an unbelievable. 120. How many counties we have? Well, they got a population over 4 million or something like that. We got 120 counties. Nobody That's, does that. You're, you're the history guy, Jason. Why Do you know why we have so many counties? I don't know. I guess it has something to do with you know the 1770s and settlement and carving out smaller municipalities as we went. I don't know. It's crazy. Nobody has this many counties. We just love bureaucracy, I guess. <laughs> we're really bad at it. Oh, we suck at it, but we're all for it, yeah. <laughs> so growing up in Lawrenceburg, I um, didn't really realize you know, any of this, but in doing research for this episode that we're doing tonight, I find out by just searching the internet about you know creepy stories and things like that that have happened in Anderson County that Anderson County out of the 120 counties in Kentucky, by far, statistically, has uh, the highest number of Bigfoot sightings. Well, yeah, they've got a Bigfoot festival in Lawrenceburg, like Wild Man Days I, or it's something. It's called Wild Man Days. I've never actually been. Um, we've we've got to get... Well, that needs to radio. happen, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we, we may need to make a trip there one time and just see what that's about. I thought they had a Burgoo festival. They do. It's, uh, it's a very popular festival it's there. some kind of stew. What the hell's burgoo? So you two have never had burgoo. It's got no. Bigfoot meat in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So the, is yeah, that, they, wait, is that is that seriously how they advertise it? Like I have no idea what this is. So burgoo is basically a vegetable soup with some spices in it, and uh, burgoo is a mystery meat soup. So Bigfoot's the mystery meat. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> in the, Kentucky it, mystery meat stew, mostly venison, and uh, burgoo is actually excellent. It's it's very very good, and uh, it's. You can put anything you want to in it. So you can put possum or raccoon or... I was getting ready to say, I was like, it's definitely raccoon meat or possum meat in there. <laughs> the, the festival, I think they stick to stick to venison. It's, <laughs> it's deer. <laughs> so if you're out there listening to us and you're with the Wild Man Days, we would love to come be a guest at the Lawrenceburg Bigfoot Festival. Oh, that'd be great. Just to sit around and ridicule it? <laughs> no, no, not to sit around and ridicule it. To sit around and enjoy it and take in the experience and to, to see what it's all about. To be a true Lawrenceburgian. Out there, Anderson County, and yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so you're saying that you've heard from the other locals about some Bigfoot sightings? Yeah, I mean, I kind of grew up in it. I personally have never had a firsthand account of ever seeing anything like that, and I grew up literally in 
the forested area on the Kentucky River in the shadow of Wild Turkey Distillery, where a lot of this stuff has happened. I grew up on a place called Cedarbrook Road, which is a hotbed of of activity for this type of thing that had happened for 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 decades and decades. Now, could the wild turkey account for some of that? It's possible. Some pretty <laughs> kicking chicken. <laughs> kicking chicken. So let's see. The, the first story that, that I remember growing up hearing was from an area in Anderson County called Alton. Alton's just kind of like a a roadside community outside of town. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine I went to high school with uh, said that when he was a child, he uh, heard like some, some type of rustling or uh, activity going on on the front porch of their house. And he went outside, uh, flipped the light on, and he said he was only like nine or ten years old at the time. I flipped the light on and looked out the front window of his house, and he said very clearly what I saw was a man sitting on the front porch of my house playing with my Tonka trucks. (laughs) And he said, but this, when I looked at this person, he said it wasn't a man by any description that I could say. He said it was a... Uh, a tallish figure, he said, maybe six feet tall by, you know, what it looked like sitting down, man-sized, covered in fur. He said there was a definite pungent odor of, like, rotting garbage that permeated right through the front of the house. That well, that could see. be anybody in, 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 in Orangeburg. And that could be anybody in Anderson County. <laughs> True. <laughs> he, uh, he said that the instant that he flipped the light on, the the individual jumped up, looked at him through the window, and jumped off the porch and was gone, never to be seen again. And to this day, his name was Chris. Uh, he swears that he said, I've seen a Bigfoot. Hmm. He said, there's no mistaking it. He said, this is not something that you mistake for a bear or a raccoon or a person dressed up in a monkey suit. He said it had a human face. I do love the idea, though, of a little raccoon playing with Tonka trucks. Like, that kind of <laughs> makes my day. Or they may do that. They're smart. But the, that that was story number one that has stuck with me all these years that I've just found to be it was, was really it like creepy. a large man like eight feet tall like you know I, I I pressed him on that for a long time like what did he look like and and he, 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 he I remember Chris telling me he says well it's not like the classic Bigfoot story where you see it's an eight foot tall creature with shoulders so wide they couldn't fit through any door he said it was a normal looking person sized individual creature but he said that it was obvious that this it was covered in, in fur like a bear, but huh. it stood up anthropomorphically like a human being, straight mm-hmm. up, shoulders back, arms at its side, a human neck and head and torso, and a human face. And he said, I just got a glimpse. He said, because as soon as the light turned on, it was gone. And that was that. Was it naked? Uh, I didn't really ask him if he had like shorts on or anything like that. <laughs> uh, that I don't know. But... Alton, the area of Alton, is is really really famous for wild man sightings. That that oh. and, and Alton is a really heavily forested area of Anderson County. So it could be like a feral human. Yeah, like my wife's my wife's dad lives out in that area, and so I've spent a lot of time there. And uh, it's very remote. So hmm. it's funny that you say wild man. Is that kind of you know like Florida has the skunk ape, and and different places have their own regional Bigfoot. Is the wild man what it's referred to? I mean, they had the wild man days, so I'm assuming it's like the wild man. Is that the the regional Bigfoot nomenclature for for that creature? I think that this is a relatively new type of description, and and I think it may be there may be some marketing involved in why they came up with the wild man. Because growing up, okay. you know, we we all all of us growing up in Anderson County have heard stories about Bigfoot in Anderson County. I you know I'm going to tell you guys I'm a total skeptic 
I do not believe that there is any way that Jag- Gigantopithecus could roam the Earth without us ever finding what any, you call me <laughs> any real trace of a of of a, of a great ape that has yet to be discovered. You know, in the taxonomic record, in in which I see as a virtual impossibility. What did what did the kids see? I don't know, but a lot of times it's it's important to consider the fact that a person who is obviously not crazy that has seen something completely out of the ordinary may have seen something completely out of the ordinary. If I have to type one more, please refer to my previous email email <laughs> at work. I'm going to be that wild man, dude. You just find me out in Alton, like playing with Tonka trucks and, <laughs> and corn cobs out of the refuse, running through the woods, smelling like garbage, buck neck and all hairy. So that was that was that was story number one. Uh, that's kind of a warm up. <laughs> yeah, I'll say some of the stories you've told me about your your days in Anderson County, and they they're wild. They're wild man. I don't know. I could I could tell you the story about the the leaves rustling. Yeah, the, the leaves footstep. rustling. You story. want to hear that one? Now, yeah, that one that one did happen to me. The leaves wrestling one's pretty. The wrestling leaves. I think I've heard it before, but yeah, recount it again for the <laughs> listeners out there. So I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand what happened to me this day. I mean, I, I'll be honest with y'all. I could have been having some type of an episode, low blood sugar. <laughs> so, I mean, it could have been anything. I don't know. As, as somebody who does not believe, as a scientist, as somebody who does not believe anything unless I have bone stock solid proof that is a repeatable circumstance. Mm-hmm. I can't view it as uh, something that can be theorized. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, the the woods that I used to grow up, you know, the, the woods that I grew up in, uh, I spent a lot of time when I was a kid. And I was kind of out in the country and I was, uh, you know, by myself a lot. And uh, I would, uh, I read a lot. I was a voracious reader when I was growing up. And I would go out into the... You were a what kind of a reader? A voracious reader. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I heard what you heard, Zach. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said you were a racist reader. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was your favorite book as a child? Mein Kampf? <laughs> oh, man. I knew I shouldn't have sat in on this time. <laughs> We will take already. any opportunity to go for the throat, man. You gotta watch out for me and Zach. Cause... I've only known you guys for decades, so yeah, I knew it was coming. A racist re- you were rooting for him to kill a mockingbird, oh, weren't you? I'm trying I was to use... reading like Lassie Come Home. Good God, what are you reading? I'm trying to use big words to sound smart. This is a podcast going out to the entire world. I was a racist reader. I looked up a okay. bunch of big words before I got here. And there I sat in my tree stand with my book and nuzzled into my clan hood. It was really hard to oh read my. through the eye holes. Do we mention we're broadcasting out of Kentucky? Oh, man. I'm going to get pegged for this. I'm going to lose my job. Careful, man. It's 20. 2021 pegging has a totally different hey, right ho, now. Hey, ho. <laughs> so i read a lot when you i might was young. get promoted who knows <laughs> and and i you know i used to go out into the woods and i had you know i was a, i was a i was a boy i had tree houses you know which well not tree houses tree uh pieces of wood in limbs <laughs> but you know you climb a tree you hop up there with a nice book and you, you'd read and as a matter of fact i think i was reading the two towers uh-huh. Uh, when I, when I was a kid reading this, and I heard I hear rustling in the leaves below me, and I and I think this time of year is about fall, so there's a lot of you know cover on the ground and stuff like that. So I hear leaves rustling below me, and I look down to see that the leaves are moving below me. But as I observe what's happening after you know several seconds, I realize that really looks like a set of footsteps moving those leaves, left, right, left, right. And they make several circles around the base of the tree where I'm sitting. And I'm looking and I'm thinking I'm going through all the normal explanations. That's just a couple of squirrels down there playing in the leaves. I had climbed 
to that point to get up into the tree. So I knew that the leaves were no more than a couple of three inches deep. So it would be hard to hide something underneath of them. These rustlings left the tree and went off in a different direction, in which at that point I was completely freaked out and I nearly jumped out of this tree 20 feet from the from the ground and ran home, not having any clue what the heck that was. So now Bigfoot's gone invisible. That would explain a lot. <laughs> invisible Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, I've got no... There has to be a rational explanation for that one, but that was really weird. The invisible Bigfoot. I, I kind of like that, <laughs> that one. That would explain a whole lot. You know, yeah, these, I, these woods are notorious for strange stories from hundreds and hundreds of people that have lived in the area. I like I always like the question, though, when people were talking about the photographs of Bigfoot, of what if Bigfoot right. is blurry? <laughs> like, what if he's just naturally blurry? It's just naturally what he looks like. But yeah, that was that one was really, really weird. You know, I, I don't I don't know if uh, I had just hallucinated that or, or, or what happened to me there. But that was, you know, something really, really weird that happened to me. Well, Mike, we got about time for one more story here. I think, I know it's not a first-hand account from you, but I really want to hear the story about the hunter. The hunter getting attacked. Probably, it gave me chills when you told it to me the first time. So this one was, this one gets a little darker. Ooh. Yeah, the big fin- this, the grand this finale. Now, this is pure hearsay. This did not happen to me. I did not have a first-hand account of this. I saw no direct, n- real-time evidence of this happening, other than the man that this supposedly happened to, I have seen his back. So Sexy. We'll, we'll lead with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just leaving that one alone. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Yeah, that sounded terrible. <laughs> We're definitely leaving that in. <laughs> there was a uh, a family that lived about a quarter mile across the holler from where I grew up, and uh, they and were. What would a holler be? Well, if you're not from Kentucky, <laughs> that basically is a low lying area of forest. We typically have a creek at the bottom of it. Instead of walking all the way down there and then walking up the other side, you would communicate by hollering, right? That's kind of the way it works, That's yeah. That's why it's called a holler. And they were about in shouting distance, you know, about a quarter mile away. And uh, they lived in an isolated uh, house that was on its own farm. And it was surrounded by trees. It was really, really hard to see. But but I knew the family really well. We had They, they had uh, three or four children that were about my age. And these kids were never, ever allowed to play anywhere near uh, or right before dark. They always had to go home. You know, we, we would play together. And, and it was all great. And they're a real normal family. And... And uh, but they always had to go home before dark, and they could never stay out. And so finally, I just I asked uh, well, the, the daughter and the family, oh, why can't you guys ever you know play, you know when it gets close to dark? She says, well, my dad won't let us out after dark. We have to be in the house at dark. And so she tells me this story about when her father was was younger. You know, it was a few years before that. Uh, they would they would hunt out in in the woods. You know where where I live. Um, he met a, had a friend of his that was named Harvey, and uh, he and Harvey, and I knew Harvey from town. He's, he's a man that lived past 100 years old, and everybody knew him. Uh, they were hunting, and they were supposed to meet at the Old Oak, and the Old Oak is something that everybody in that area knew. It's a, it's a clearing uh, about a mile from my house out in the middle of nowhere, but in the middle of this clearing, you know, 50 feet away from everything, there is a gigantic white oak tree, just a monstrous white oak tree. It's a lot like the tree in Jason's backyard, except it's bigger. Why has it got to be bigger, Mike? It's just bigger. Can't, can't like you've got, thing. you've got a monster tree in your backyard, and this is one so of those types of bigger. trees. Yes, yeah, yeah. mine's the, bigger. Up in the top of this white oak is where he did your racist reading, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so the the they were supposed to meet Harvey and this girl's father were supposed to meet at the tree, and they're going to walk back together when it got close to dark. And evidently, Harvey made it back to the tree, and 
left before um, this girl's dad got there. So no big deal. They would just meet back at the house or whatever. And so her father tells the story and says that he makes it back to that tree right at about dark and, and there's no Harvey at the tree. He looks across the clearing and he can see that there is a figure there and no big deal. He yells, Harvey, you ready to go? Figure does not answer him. He said it's got its back turned to him. It's hunched over, you know, looking at something. So he walks over to it and says, Harvey, you ready to go? He says, at this point, the, 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 the light is low, and so I don't really have a lot of detail, you know, as to what I'm looking at until I get close. So he said, I got within seven or eight feet of this individual, and I said, Harvey, you ready to go? And he said that what happened next was that this individual turned around and stood up and towered over him. He said he immediately knew this was not Harvey. Like, how tall are we talking here? He thinks it was a foot taller than he was. And how, but how tall is he? I would say that he was five feet and change. He wasn't a big man. All right, by, so we're talking six, 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 we're seven. Talking a six, seven foot creature by, okay. by his account. Okay, great. It um, looks at him. I, I guess he probably freaks out. And he still had his gun loaded because I don't think they had gotten anything, you know, in hunting. And he unloaded both barrels of his 12 gauge shotgun into this thing's chest. Okay, I was about right. to ask. These at, guys are hunters. So. At point blank range, he said. This is from, like, from we're sitting six feet apart. This is how close that was. Now, warranted if they're hunting for squirrels or doves or something of that nature. This is not heavy shots. It's going to be spread? hard. It's going to be hard to kill somebody, a human being, with that. It's going to hurt like hell. He unloads both barrels of his shotgun, and the thing just stands there and growls. <laughs> oh, no. So he turns tail and runs all the way back to his house as you should he, he gets back to the house sometime after dark and this is where all of the kids have told me the exact same story he comes into the house and there is blood that has filled the tops of his shoes his shoes just where it's poor dad's shoes he turns around and his back has been torn oh. badly like gashes in it and i've seen this he's got two distinct scars in his back that they look like two four clawed bear gouges in yeah. his back deep they were they were bad you could tell that he was cut really really badly now it looks like it was a bear to me yeah i was gonna say we do have black bears. yeah i mean there, there are bears they're not that big but no a black bear is pretty small like that yeah, the, the logical explanation giant. is that he came up he came up on a mother black bear okay and when he ran she swatted at him yeah okay. a couple of times he doesn't see the story that way but I mean, to be that big, if it was almost seven feet tall, like that's a monstrous black That'd be an bear, enormous black bear. That'd be big for a, a no, it's, brown bear. It's pretty. A we didn't have any black bears in our area at that point. Okay, yeah. For the decades that I ran those woods as a kid, I never saw one. And you know, Anderson County is is um, this side of the Kentucky River, the west side of the Kentucky River, in which we haven't really seen bear sightings until the last like eight or nine, ten years yeah, in Madison County. Population is blowing up recently. So that that was just a really compelling, weird, interesting story. Uh, somebody from the skeptical end like me says that he came up on a rare black bear that had crossed the river and it took offense to him in what he did. A, a rare, giant black bear in an area that there's really not black bear. I mean, but, you know, the University of Kentucky back in... What was it last winter or last spring? Whenever it was had uh, on campus, on <laughs> campus had a black bear running around. Some it's on not the campus. craziest thing. Yeah, it was like during the winter break, wasn't it? Last, yeah, I think about, so. About this time last year, right almost. before all, all the COVID stuff popped off, it was yeah. uh, there was a black bear running around campus. Maybe that black bear was like the harbinger of doom for, <laughs> for us. Like once it showed up, shit went down. But you, you wonder if all these sightings in the Anderson County area have been attributed to a black bear population that has just wasn't at the time documented. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's that, entirely That's the skeptic possible. in me that says that, that this had to be a black bear. 
So did I get lost in the story? What happened to the other dude? Um, so I never got that part of the story. Did, did the other guy make it back to the house? I mean, did, was I mean, he seen uh, after that day? Harvey was in town for decades after that. Okay, so so Harvey didn't just disappear that same no. night and get eaten. No, okay. and and uh, it seems like it, it seems like Harvey had said that he had gone on and left, thinking that 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 John, this was the guy's name, had already left him. Okay, so he's like, maybe he didn't wait for me, and Harvey had already made his way back to the to the house there, right? Where, yeah. where they lived, and. So, but now that was that's a that's a scary one. Well, an anonymous person known as Mike, uh, we go fishing. Don't leave me out in the <laughs> out in the woods, please. Not in not in Anderson County. You'll <laughs> be bear food out there somewhere. <laughs> but that that part of Anderson County is just no notorious for people telling stories. I mean, it, it sounds like they're fascinating. I'm sure there's probably a ton more. I mean, I know we've talked about some alien stories. May have to have you back to, to share those with us Ooh. too. Get it? Get it. Yeah, we've got one. If I had hair, I'd rustle it up and be like, aliens. That's, that's, that's the one that's the personal account. Like the oh. History Channel guy right there, the, you know, the aliens guy. That's my favorite meme. Oh, it's one of the best ones. <laughs> I send that to everybody. I don't care what they're talking that about. That guy's great, man. Aliens. Uh, Mike, you might be our new aliens guy for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have to do that. Well, Mike, we appreciate you being here with us today. And listeners, we hope you enjoyed having Mike on the podcast and some of his weird spooky tales. and. If you're in the woods of Anderson County after dark, see if you can nab this black bear monster creature out there for us. We would we would love to see it, but you know, don't get hurt in the process. We may have to do a stakeout there. We'll I, name it Old Scratchy. Old Scratchy. I old like Scratchy. That. Old Scratchy. You see Old Scratchy, let us know. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Gravedigger Radio, and if you like what we're doing here and you want to help us keep doing it, head over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Gravedigger Radio. You can also support us at Buy Me a Coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash gravedigger. However, we have it set up on there to where you don't buy us a coffee, you buy us a beer. And if you buy us a hey. beer, I promise you that we will drink it on the show. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until next time, tune in for another spooky tale. <laughs>